What is going on? It is a Wednesday afternoon. Sedano, LZ, and Cap taken to the airwaves of 710 ESPN minus Sedano, who is rocking that turtleneck Dwayne the Rock Johnson style because I'm checking him out on Instagram as he's getting ready for an NBA broadcast tonight. All right, let me pull this up. Let me see what he looks like. because you, You've been talking about this turtleneck for a minute, and I just yeah. want to see if he looks weird or not. Are you anti-turtleneck? I feel like many people in this station are anti-turtleneck. I, LZ, will have you know, I am not anti-turtleneck. Two things. I'm A, pro-turtleneck, and okay. B, pro-scarf for a dude because I like to keep my neck nice and warm. What do you think about that? Well, I will simply say that being warm is a good thing. However, I am curious as to the length of your scarf because there is a very fine line, my friend, between keeping your neck warm and sending the wrong signals. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I'm really quite good with either the short keep my neck warm scarf Okay. But I really, really hear Disco Inferno in my head, and I walk in slow motion when I've got a longer scarf, a little Ric Flair boa kind of action. Yeah, see, those are the wrong signals I was talking about. Mm-hmm. See, that, that's Stay away from that. Yeah, it's a good turtleneck. I don't you like George Sedano's turtleneck, do you? I don't know if it's cashmere, though. Is it cashmere? Let me see here. Pull up I mean, it material. looks pretty nice. It is nice. All right. Oh, oh yeah, there you are. There, there's, there's, there is Cap... With the scarf, yeah. walking in slow motion, ordering himself a Michelob light. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, I'm not apologizing for wanting a domestic light beer. Yo, bartender, let me get a Coors Light over here. What do you say, man? Thank you. Thank you so much. You're not LZ. apologizing. You should, but you're not. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, not sorry. There you go. Now, hey. can you tell me about this pocket square? Do you like the pocket square that is just a straight line? It's very, it's very straight. I feel like it should have a little bit more flair to it, don't you? All right. Well, for he, those of you uh, that haven't seen insecure. it. He might be feeling insecure and wasn't ready to go with flair. I yeah, mean, if you're going to go with the turtleneck, you should have a little bit of flair with the pocket square. I mean, it kind of goes all together, doesn't it? <laughs> Janice, can we put up a poll? Yep. <laughs> we, we, need to, we need to screen grab this image. So that the listeners can tell whether or not George Sedano's pocket square is doing the thing or is it just kind of eh. Yeah. Um, You were talking last week about tying a bow tie. You know, as much as there's an art to tying a bow tie, there is also an art, LZ, to the pocket square, especially if you choose to go fluffy pocket square. I personally like a very fluffy pocket square, you know? So, George has gone with the more um, straight line look here today. <laughs> he, he is. And it's a look. You know, it, <laughs> it's a look. Um, that's not the way I prefer to wear my pocket squares. But, again, you know, I am the one who drives a green mini. So, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what does that say, though? What is that? It's a look. Yeah, it's, it's a look. It looks good on you, man. You know, I mean, you're making a statement. I don't know what that statement is, but wear it around. It looks good on you, man. It's a look. It's a sentence with an ellipsis, not a period nor a comma. You know, it's an ellipsis. You can fill it in whatever you want to. Speaking of ellipses, if the Lakers are to lose against the lead leading, leading Utah Jazz dot, dot, dot ellipses, mm-hmm. what does mm-hmm. that mean, Scott Kaplan? Okay. All right. So – um, I think tonight's a huge game, LZ, and it obviously is a huge game. I mean, you got the team that's in first place with the best record against the team that's in third place that's struggling terribly. And, and if you're really trying to set it up, you're thinking to yourself, the Lakers, they got to do something. They're in the middle of a three-game losing streak. And if you're Utah, you're thinking, we've won 10 of 11. We crush at home, and we got a chance to prove to everybody that we actually can play against the elite, even though the Lakers are not full strength. I love the storyline. If the Lakers lose tonight, LZ, my panic meter goes from a 5 to a 7.5. What do you think is going to happen tonight, LZ? Um, I don't know. <laughs> and, and I'm not avoiding it, but there are a couple things at play. Number one, the Lakers are on the road. 
and uh, they have the best road record in the league at 13-3. and three. They're excellent on the road. Uh, Utah Jazz has the best home record. They're 14-2. and two. So you have the best road record facing the best home record. So that's already intriguing in and of itself. Number two, um, obviously the Utah Jazz would love to make a strong statement against the defending champion Lakers. And they're going to come out ready to ball. To your point, um, the Lakers are on a three-game losing streak, which as far as 500 teams is the longest losing streak in the league in terms of 500 teams. So we're not in a good space right now. So you have one team that's motivated to right its ship, and you have another team that is motivated to announce itself. It's a lot of drama, but I'm going to go down to this. Who has the best player? We do. Who just had the best player have a really embarrassing moment at the free throw line and a critical moment that that could have won the game for us? We do. So champions aren't defined by their victories, but how they bounce back from defeat. LeBron James, for the most part, was defeated at the free throw line. I expect him to ball out, and I expect the Lakers to win. Okay. All right. Hold on. Time out. I got to digest everything you just said, and let me explain why. Because yesterday you were telling me, yo, I've been telling you this, and I've been telling you this, and you weren't listening to what I was saying. And I was like, you're right, LZ. I wasn't. And right now it looks like you're right and I'm wrong. And I'm going to say that everything you just said, I feel the same way. Like, you're LeBron. You have talked – well, let me rephrase that. We have all talked – nonstop about LeBron and the MVP. LeBron wants his damn respect, right? There is no AD. There is no Schroeder. You're on the road. You're against the best team with the best home record. The team that is is trying to prove to everybody that we belong. They've won 10 of their last 11. They beat the Clippers, then lost to the Clippers, and everybody went, you see, they really can't play with these guys. They just won 10 of 11 games. They had just beaten the Clippers, and one loss makes people doubt Utah. I got to say, LZ, I'm expecting LeBron James tonight to carry the Lakers. Be nice to get a contribution somewhere else, but I expect LeBron to carry the team, and I expect him to win. I'm with you. I expect him to win, too. I expect him to win because, believe it or not, this is also a statement game for the Lakers. You know, it, 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 it truly is because they are very much aware of how people are feeling about them. We see the moves. They've, 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 they've waved Cook. Um, there's been reports there's no interest in bringing in DeMarcus Cousins, who was on the bench, never played for us, but was on the bench last season, obviously. Went to Houston. Things hadn't worked out. He's available. We need a big, but we don't need that big. So they know all what's going on. LeBron knows what people are saying and whispering. He's aware of how another loss would impact his MVP status. But more importantly, you don't want to fall four and a half games behind Utah because that might mean we can't catch them and we won't get the number one seed, which might mean a rougher road to get back to the finals. So there's a lot on the line for both squads, and I expect the guy, the team with the best player, the team with the best player to win and the best player by far in these two games is LeBron James. I am shockingly 1,000% with you on this. And uh, I'd be curious to hear what everybody else says. So I'll just say it right now. Yesterday, we didn't get very many phone calls in. In fact, zero qualifies as not very many. If you want to get in, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Here would be the question. What do you expect from the Lakers tonight. They've lost three straight. They're going on the road. Utah is battling for respect. The Lakers is, LG, I think you said it really well, by the way. LeBron is hearing. LeBron knows what everybody's talking about. And tonight's your night on national TV to show everybody I'm still LeBron. And so I'm with you. Let me say good afternoon to Greg Bergman, the man producing this show here today on 710 ESPN. Greg, you are a hardcore, statistical-minded Laker fan. (laughs) Yep. So you heard LZ, and I'm with LZ. I think LeBron balls out, and I think the Lakers win. What do you say? I don't 
I don't. I that wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. He can take over a game and win an entire game all by himself. He's that good. I am expecting a loss tonight. I am expecting a loss in the double digits. To be honest with you, the Utah Jazz are an ex- a very, very good team. They're great at three point shooting. They move the ball extremely well. It goes all the way around the horn multiple times. Very unselfish, and they'll be able to get inside too because Rudy go with Rudy Gobert, which isn't a great offensive player by any means. But with the way that everything's been going on inside, if they have Donovan Mitchell driving in or Mike Conley driving and kicking, they're going to be able to hit these shots with regularity against this team right now. I just don't think this team we're watching right now is good enough to win very many games, period. I'm not worried about in the playoffs and I'm not worried a couple months on the road. I think they'll be fine. But right now, I think they're going to lose by double digits. And I'll even say, I don't know if they'll win another game before the All-Star break. Oh, my. Elsie Granderson reaction to what Greg Bergman just said. Why don't you react to what Greg Bergman just said? <laughs> oh, all right. Here it goes. Here it goes. Bergman, first of all, you don't think the Lakers are going to win another game before the All-Star break? Really? I'm, saying I don't th- I'm not. I'm saying I wouldn't be surprised. I think I'll they'll win be, a couple games. I'll be I would shocked not be surprised. and blown away if the Lakers go into the All-Star break on like a 10-game losing streak. I'd be shocked. That's number one. Um, you make some good points about their inside-outside game. You make good points about their three-point shooting percentage. And we all know that the Lakers shooting percentage has been horrific. Even LeBron's, especially LeBron's, one for eight the other night from three-point range. But I still got to say, it's a question of expectation. You're on the road. You've been so good. You hear what people are saying. You have a chance to show up tonight and beat the number one team thus far on their home court. I expect LeBron at his very best, and I expect the Lakers to win. Yeah, I, I mean, go ahead. listen, the Utah Jazz are obviously is a very good basketball team. So are the Lakers. So are the Lakers. Now, I can't explain everything that went wrong with this four-game losing streak that we currently are on. Um, obviously, most of the games have been close. Possessions here or there, a shot here or there, mental lapses on defense that allows for easy layups and things of that nature. But this is the team with the best record in the league. You don't need to get motivated for it. You don't need to talk yourself up. You don't need to talk about who's not there. I expect this team to show up and show out like champions are supposed to. And if they don't, then the panic button should be at 20. Because that means, that would mean that LeBron James may not be who we think he is. Oh, my. I'm just going to be real with it. Oh, my. And, and, I, and I'm saying that not to be, you know, trying to do like ridiculous hot takes. I don't do hot takes. That's not my thing. But what I'm saying is if LeBron James has been for the most part of 10 years the player that can drop on any squad and make them a championship contender, well, this is any squad. And if they get beat down, as you're saying, by the Utah Jazz by 20 points, by whoa, double whoa, digits rather, 20. or by double, double digits, yeah. then maybe LeBron is no longer the player that we thought he was in terms See, of drop a man and boom, you're a championship team. I just don't. I don't know if it's that to that extent because this team was built around Anthony Davis and LeBron James. If you have both of them, they're almost unstoppable. I mean, they can beat any team in the league on any given night, and it doesn't really matter who the players are around you. Without Anthony Davis manning the middle, and you've talked about it a thousand times about how important the middle of the the paint is. It, it changes the entire game. The inside-out game is no longer there. The being Anthony Davis not being able to shoot threes or be dominant inside is not there. Being able to affect shots of guys trying to get into the lane is not there. So guys like Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell driving to the lane, they got nothing to, to watch out but you for. See, but you see, this is what I tried to set up, and, and it's Greg Bergman, statistical, hardcore Laker observer. I'm coming from a more emotional standpoint of – this is what LeBron needs to do tonight against this team on the road in this situation based on where everybody's at. I'm looking at this less analytically, LZ, and I'm looking at it more from an emotional standpoint. Seriously. Well, I'm looking at it from both perspectives. And 
what I know is that the Utah Jazz is a very good team. They're a good defensive team. They have, you know, you know, a good star in, in Donovan Mitchell. They have a pretty good bench. They got a good defensive anchor in Rudy Gobert. But they aren't a very efficient team if you really look at them statistically. And so my feelings are this, that if the Lakers play their best and if the Utah Jazz play their best, the Lakers are going to win. Well said. All right. Even, even, even without Anthony Davis, because the way that Rudy Gobert's game is set up, slow as Marc Gasol can actually stay on the floor and not kill us. <laughs> Oh, slow ass Marcus all. That's great. Just change his name. Just every time, I mean, just sag. Slow ass Gasol. I mean, real talk, and Greg can tell you, when we signed him, I was thinking he was coming off the bench. He did. Yeah. <laughs> so, I know. Wasn't wasn't so, expecting this much from no. or this much amount of time. No. Thought he was a role player. Not yes. necessarily like a critical starter, you know. Uh, okay, LZ, let's hold that thought for one second. Hey, to everybody who's tuning in this afternoon, huge, huge game tonight between Utah and the Lakers. So here's a question for you. What is your expectation tonight? Bergman says double-digit loss. LZ and I are both on the side of expecting the Lakers to win. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Mike Trudell coming up next, Lakers sideline reporter. What can he tell us? about the breakdown of the Lakers' second-half schedule, which was just announced earlier today, it's kind of mind-blowing. It's like, like it's confusing, and it's kind of like my head is spinning. After reading Trudell's breakdown, let's talk to Mike next. It's Sedano, LZ, and Cap on 710 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Well, maybe George Sedano and uh, Clinton Yates, maybe they got something going on in that relationship that we don't know about. I can tell you this, after Clinton Yates' appearance on this show yesterday, I don't know, man. I think uh, Clinton Yates, me and LZ, there was a pretty, pretty serious disagreement going on yesterday afternoon. Maybe that's the deal. Maybe Sedano is teaming up with Yates before you know it. I don't know, LZ. Maybe he didn't feel the kid was disrespectful. Who knows? Yeah, that was a fascinating conversation yesterday. For those of you that may have missed it, seriously, the 5 o'clock hour of yesterday's show, go back on ESPNLosAngeles.com, find our podcast, and take a listen to the end of the 5 o'clock hour. Truly fascinating conversation. All right, LZ, let's turn our attentions to the Lakers, the second half of the season. Look, we got a big game tonight against Utah. But the second half schedule came out, and it's weird because it's a season where we've never had anything quite like this. Mike Trudell, sideline reporter of the Laker broadcasts on Spectrum, is back on the airwaves of 710 ESPN. Mike, good afternoon. How are you? Hey, guys. I don't want to make you feel any worse, but I also got a personal photo from Sedano, which is making me wonder how many people we actually sent this to and didn't include you guys. I even got a turtle emoji from him. Hey, this is getting stranger by the moment. Here. Actually, now I'm starting to feel better because if he's just sending <laughs> random text messages with his picture to just everyone else, that means that you're not really special at all, that you're just run of the mill. Yeah, a, little more, a little more special than you, though, I guess, is the point. I don't know because I saw the same picture you did. No, uh, sure anyway, uh, I, um, you know, I, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to cause any show drama. I mean, well, no, I mean, no, 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 no drama, no drama at all. But I will ask you this one question yeah. because you are the kingpin of pocket squares. Do you approve oh, of the you. placement of his pocket square? You know, here's the uh, the level to which I was paying attention to the photo. Mm. Didn't even look. All I saw was the turtleneck. You know, paid no attention to the pocket square, LZ. I'm happy to provide further analysis uh, if you would like later. I can text it to you privately. Yeah, no, no, no. Just while while we're on the phone, if you don't mind, dude, take a look while we're while we're talking here at some <laughs> well, point. I, 
I will. As soon as I park my car at the Spectrum Studios in about two minutes, I will pull it up while we're talking. Yeah, because, dude, let me tell you something. I mean, it's a very nice, creamy-colored uh, turtleneck. It's a nice-looking gray jacket. I like the way the two colors meet. There's a very straight-lined pocket square here, and uh, I'm personally of the opinion that you go with the fluff on the pocket square. And, by the way, a little flash, a little color on the pocket square, LZ. That's what yeah. I think. Yeah. Color. Cap, yeah. I like it. I like a triangle cap, and then I also uh, with the pocket square, and I like to. It, it has to pull out a certain color within the tie. That's the key to the pocket square. I would agree. I would agree. I like with it that. when the color pulls out yeah. your eyes, Mike. I like it when it pulls out your eyes. Mm. Every now and then, yeah, it's just right. I might try and even match a yeah. pair of socks just, uh, to the pocket square. Okay, I just saw, I just saw Sedano's pocket. The pocket square. So in this case, it's fine because he's really just bringing out the sweater more, and all, all he wants you looking at is the turtleneck. So he doesn't want too much flair in the pocket square because he's really just trying to get the attention for the neck. Yeah, I really believe that what George Sedano is doing is uh, what do you call that when you uh, when you put a, a picture out on social media and you're not wearing a shirt because you're trying to show off to everybody? What do they call that? Advertising. Thirst trap, cap. <laughs> Yeah, thirst trap. Right, thirst trap. I got gotcha. you. Thirst trap. Thirst trap. Thirst trap. I yeah. believe George Sedano is yeah. trying to thirst trap the Rock. I think George is trying to get on the Rock's radar with the turtleneck. He's going to need more than a turtleneck like to get the Rock's golf, attention. It's, yeah, it's like Morales' golf course uh, cigar photos. On, and those are total thirst traps. Yeah, they are. You're right. Mike Trudell is here on yeah. Sedano, LZ, and Cap on 710 ESPN. Mike, I read your article today going through um, the second half of the schedule, and it's interesting because – of the way the year is going, that the first half was put out, and here comes the second half. The beginning part of the second half of the season looks on paper, and the way you analyze it, this is going to be the easier portion, the way you described it. Do I have that right? Well, just just March, right? Like, yeah, just just the first uh, just the first little stretch back. Uh, and by the way, Cap, we've never spoken before. Can, can I call you Cap? I feel like I know you, you know, because you're a long-time listener and all that, but is that, is that cool? Can I call you Cap? Dude, you call me Cap, you call me Kaplan, you call me right, Scott, sure. you call me LZ's boy, whatever you sure. say. Just making sure. So, yeah, yeah so, I mean, the, the, that was just just in terms of the first 11 games, right? The Lakers, there are only three teams uh, that are, you know, sort of formidable potential playoff opponents that you would consider there. And I will say this, though, you guys, about the schedule – you know, at the beginning of the year, it's usually when I dive in and make the full 82-game breakdown. I've found that it doesn't make as much of a difference this year. Like, the thing that makes a big difference for the Lakers is no fans at Staples Center. Thus, their home record. They are just flat there. It's impossible for them to find the energy, uh, and multiple players have mentioned that. They have been much better on the road, right? 13-3, and three, that's because you can get some energy there. You're going in mentally um, thinking that you're going to have to bring it to a different extent. So that ends up to me being more, more uh, in- interesting than back-to-backs or amount of days in L.A. in March versus April and all of the intricacies that you can usually draw from it. All right. Mike Trudell is here on Sedano, LZ, and Cap on 710 ESPN. LZ, have you, have you even looked? Because tonight's such a huge game. Have you even looked past to, to look into the second half? A little bit. You know, we talked about how they were heading to a stretch where they're going to be playing some pretty good teams and that the Wizards game might be the last gimme and then they lost to the Wizards. So I guess there are no gimmies anymore. But I, I my, my question to you, Mike, is looking at the stretch of four losses in five games. And, yeah. you know, there are a couple of blowouts, you know, the Nuggets, the Nets, though the Nets was touch and go for most of the game, and then it was eventually pulled away late in the fourth. But the other games, you know, they're all relatively close. And my question to you is, what do you observe in terms of why they're losing these close games during this stretch? It is a good question. It is also, it is also a very simple answer. They're tired. Uh, this is the stretch that I, I think some of us expected that was going to come at some point because of them playing through October, having the really shortened offseason, and having to integrate the what's really five or six key rotation pieces. So they just hit a wall. Uh, you can see that in those games against the poor teams. They did happen to win five straight, right? But they went to overtime twice against Oklahoma City and Detroit. Like, they are just trying to get to the all-star break. So I'm actually I'm going to push back um, if I can, Cap. I know we just became friends. I don't think tonight's game is a big game at all. Um, it, this, the, the, this specific matchup, like Utah, could not have had a, more, uh, a better start in terms of continuity, health, uh, and they also have fans at home. 
plus teams haven't been giving them their best shot. They weren't expected to be one of the top three teams, so everything has been going right for them. I do think that will shift in the second half of the season, and the Lakers are a particularly bad matchup for the Jazz. The Jazz are not athletic enough to deal with the Lakers, and this is, of course, with Anthony Davis on the floor, and AD is is Rudy Gobert kryptonite. Not only does he bring him out of the paint on the offensive end because he has to guard him either in the mid post or if he stretches out to three, but then he protects the rim, and Rudy can't get his screen roll stuff over the top. So the Lakers killed the Jazz last year um, in all three games that they played them. And, and like, so once they get healthy and the game means a little something, I'll, I'll pay more attention tonight. They're just going to you know, try to keep getting through as they can uh, until they get to the All-Star break. Okay. All right. Listen, I, I'm going to push back on you, Mike. I do believe this is a big game for the Lakers because they're in the midst of this long losing streak and they don't want to fall four and a half games back behind them in the standings. Well, why not? Because it makes getting to the finals just a little bit more trickier. Four and a half games, even yeah, at the halfway point, is, is, is a lot of games for a team that's playing as well as Utah is. See, I don't think the seeding is that big of a deal in a normal year when you have LeBron and AD on the roster, but especially in this type of climate where, you, where you're unlikely for, for at least most fan bases to have the full home court advantage. So I think that as long as they are healthy – I'm not worried at all, and this is just from a talent standpoint, let alone you know rooting interest or fans or whatever, just from a matchup standpoint, let's say that the Lakers, even if they fell to the four seed, which I don't think will probably happen, and Utah stays in, in the one, that's not, that's not any different from if they were to meet as the one four, you know, like having to win a game on the road. Remember, the Lakers won 17 straight road games against Western teams last year, and they started this year 13-3 and three, despite not having the throttle all the way down. So uh, that, to me, the seeding and, and all that kind of stuff is just not as important as in a typical year. All right, Mike Trudell. Uh, listen, the pushback is good, but it just sort of defeats the whole way I'm building the drama, dude. You know, like like Utah's in first and the Lakers are in a losing streak and LeBron is hearing the yeah. whispers and Utah wants the respect. I Dude, know. you're killing my whole thing here. Man, Cap, uh, look, all I can give you is my honest opinion. Um, I, I am not, I am no longer there in charge of, of maintaining a listening uh, 710 audience for a certain amount of time. So I'm just, I'm just telling you what I think, man. Well, I appreciate that. Hey, Mike, um, I read the article, the piece today about the second half of the season. I would encourage everybody else who's a big fan to read it and kind of see Mike's analysis. For me, it was head spinning, but it was deep, man. So it was really great. Nice piece today. Thank you. Oh, uh, pleasure to speak to you and LZ. Always good talking to you, man. And we, I, look, you still owe me dinner. I haven't forgotten. I do owe you dinner. It's been three years now. I know, man. I know. Pandemic, <laughs> pandemic really hit us hard. That, that, I blame the pandemic. What about the two years prior to the pandemic? We'll put it this it was way, really more like a like a year. Yeah. The, the 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 bet was on the Golden State Warriors being champions. They were champions. That's how long <laughs> yeah. I owe him dinner. <laughs> hey, Mike, oh, have a great okay. night. We'll be watching, man. Thanks, buddy. All right, guys. See you later. Thanks. All right. This portion of the show is presented by Alignment Health Plan, changing healthcare one person at a time. LZ, on the way back, let's give away some money today. What do you say to that? I'm all about that. As long as it's not my money. Yeah, no, no, no. This is the station's money, so let's just give it all okay. away. It's all good. This is ESPN's all right. money. All, all right, right coming up. Phone lines. Yeah, yeah. Stay by the radio. If you are registered and you think today's your day, it could be. Whose name are we going to call? We're going to find out together next. It's Sedano, LZ, and Cap on 710 ESPN. No, Sedano. It's Kaplan because Sedano's too busy rocking his turtleneck on ESPN TV, talking to Stephen A. Smith, who just told him that he looks sweet but uncomfortable. Let me say congratulations again to Blanca de la Torre from Palmdale. Yesterday, she won $360 and was really, really cool because her husband entered her and him. He heard her name, called her, and said, You better hurry up and call. Congratulations, Blanca. Now, today, we're looking for Matt Figueroa from Whittier. That's Matt Figueroa from Whittier. Matt Figueroa, your mission is to call us back within 20 minutes from right now. You've got until 4.54 p.m., 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776, and you're going to win $180 in cash and qualify to win 1800 large. Ooh. That mm-hmm. sounds pretty good. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't mind some of that money. Brought to you by Sweet James Action Attorneys. Visit sweetjames.com. Yo, yo, Matt Figueroa. 
Sedano, LZ, and Cap, minus Sedano. So LZ and Cap. Matt Figueroa, we're looking for you, pal. We got 180 bucks coming your way. And I just want to say one thing. For everybody that wants to call the show right now, we're going to take your phone calls. It's just that we got to clear the lines, make way for Matt. We would hate for every, you know, we got like 10 lines, you know? Hate for every one of them to be busy when Matt is trying to call in to win. As soon as we find Matt Figueroa, the sooner we find this dude, LZ, Mm -hmm. the sooner we can get to the calls. You see what I'm saying? I agree. I agree. I just want to see people happy with money, especially if that's not mine. Yeah, right. I know. This is ESPN's money. So take it. Here, it's yours. Yeah. I mean, listen, I'm sure if if you're ESPN, you're like, okay, you know, maybe what you should do is say, hey, we're giving you money, then go buy ESPN Plus or go buy Disney Plus. Like, give it back. But listen, it's your money. You do with it whatever you want. Exactly. Exactly. It's your money. So what's going on with Tiger? He's. He, we know he's alive. We know he's out of surgery. We know he's recovering. Yeah. I think the most interesting thing, LZ, is we're, you know, 24 hours after the whole world stopped for a moment and everybody covered the Tiger Woods story. As we're 24 hours into it, I think everybody is so relieved. And I, I heard a lot of people yesterday saying, you know, that right away Kobe came to mind. And then as the afternoon went on and we found out that Tiger was alive, these were not life-threatening injuries. Yes, his body is mangled, frankly but not life-threatening. I think everybody took a breath. And the only news really that, and I know you were on this yesterday, but the only news today that furthers the story is that the sheriff's department has come out and said, there's no drugs, there's no booze, there's no uh, chemicals that we're working on, there's no criminal investigation happening here. This actually was just an accident. And we don't know why, but that's all. Nothing to see here. Move on. It was an accident. And that's what they're saying. Well, I mean, you sort of picked that up during the press conference yesterday. But, you know, it's good to reiterate it again today because there will be people, whether they're, you know, like us on the microphone, you know, doing radio or television about Tiger or just fans, you know, speculating that, you know, his past struggles um, showed up again. Uh, Tiger looked to have been in a good place. Um, these last couple of years, uh, we all know about as well-documented of substance abuse issues. And so, you know, it is good that they just come out and just put a kibosh on it once and for all and say, you know, nothing like that was involved. We're not charging him criminally with anything like that. This was an accident. So we can all, you know, just kind of move on from all that erroneous speculation about his uh, state of mind at the time of the accident. Yeah, and if anybody was watching or listening to the press conference yesterday, you heard the media. I mean, they were trying to find some dirt, and um, and it, apparently, according to the sheriff's department, there's really not much there. That being said, LZ, I got to say one thing. My mind went from, thank goodness he's okay. Thank goodness this was not another you know tragic you know loss. Okay, and then my thought went to what you said yesterday, which was about Alex Smith. And, you know, you brought up how Alex Smith had this compound fracture, almost lost his leg, almost lost his life. I started thinking to myself, and tell me what you think. Why did Alex Smith come back? Like, what, what drove him to say, I almost lost my life. I got a rehab, not to live, but to actually play NFL football again. Why do you think he did that? I think, one, and first and foremost, if you control it, if you can't control it, you want to leave this sport on your own terms. You know, I remember Charles Barkley, I believe, ruptured like an MCL or an ACL or something. It wasn't his Achilles. And he ended up um, being out for the rest of the year, rehabbed, came back, checked into a game, I think grabbed one rebound and checked right back out and retired. Like he just wanted to exit on his own terms. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I got to think that's part of it. Um, but then also, you know, two, you know, Alex Smith, you know, for a quarterback was still young. Is still young when you compare him to, to the Breezes and the Bradys. So he probably also thought, if I can get back, I probably got another four years left of playing if I do this right. Amazing to me, the heart of someone who wants to redeem themselves, someone who wants to go out on their own terms. And I want to talk more about that because here's what I think. LZ, for everybody that jumped to a conclusion and said, that's it, he's done. 
all the back surgeries and now his legs, he's done. I have this romantic notion that Tiger Woods is going to come back and play golf because he wants to come back and play golf. Now, hold on. Wait one second. I'm told that Matt Figueroa from Whittier is standing by and is ready to take 180 bucks off our hands. Matt, good afternoon. Are you there? Yes, sir. I'm here, Scott. Oh, dude. What's nice up, What's job. Up, What's up, brother? Way to come in. Get that money, bruh. Absolutely. So, Matt, what are you doing this afternoon that you hear your name? Or, I mean, I'm hoping that you were listening live and it wasn't just your friends texting you. Well, it's funny because I usually listen to you guys when I'm on uh, my drive home from work. And it so happened that uh, my last home visit for today was canceled. So I was in between a break and I literally went into my car to listen in real quick. And then sure enough, you guys call my name. I'm like, let me just call real quick. <laughs> Dude, congratulations, man. You've won the 180 bucks. You're qualified to win the $1,800 grand prize. We appreciate your, uh, your last stop canceling. What do you do, by the way? I'm a children social worker for DCFS. Phenomenal, man. Awesome. All right, great work out there, dude. Thank you. I appreciate it, guys. What, yeah. what, are, what are we doing with the money? I have a very active one-year-old that's growing by the day, so diapers and food. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You may want to try a little CBD formula, too, just throwing that out there. <laughs> I don't know about all that, LG. <laughs> you said it was very active. I'm just trying to help you out. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, maybe he's helping you, not the baby. <laughs> there we go. I appreciate it, brother. Matt Figueroa, congratulations. Thanks for listening to 710. Enjoy that money, and hopefully you win the grand prize of the 18 hundos. I appreciate it, guys. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Take care, oh, guys. Fingers crossed, brother. You. Take care. You Congratulations. All right, coming back, LZ. Now we can reload the phones. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Many of you were on the line earlier because we asked this question. What is your expectation tonight against Utah for the Lakers? And LZ said, and it lit the phones up, that if LeBron can't carry these guys... Maybe LeBron is not the dude anymore that we all thought and think he is. Am I misrepresenting that, LZ? No, no. You know, the, the thing is, is that we're so used to LeBron James being able to parachute in with like a hill of beans and a couple of boxes of Mike and Ike's to get to a championship. Maybe he's descended a little bit down to the KD Steph Curry level. Oh, my. Okay, hold on. 877-710-ESPN. 877-710-3776. You want to get on the air right now in advance of this huge game against first place Utah tonight. Hit the phones right now. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Thank you very much, Chris. Appreciate you, my man. I'm going to have to like play a round of golf with Chris and say I get to control all the imaging if I win. just want to take know. that from him. I don't know if that's going to work out for you. We'll see. I know. You- I, don't, I don't know. Speaking hey, of working out for you, how's that manscaping stuff working out for you? Well, th- this is, listen, I, I, everybody's yapping about uh, Alex Caruso's Manscaped commercial. Can I just tell everybody something? Um, it's cute. Okay. It's cute. Like, I see people on Twitter like, Alex Caruso's commercial for Manscaped is the greatest commercial of all time. Let me tell you something. Just right now, the Geico commercial with the, Whoop, there it is. Scoop, there it is. When the dude is like, I don't know if I want to dance, but she's getting into it. You know what? I'm into it. That that commercial for Geico is higher on my list right now, LZ, than the Caruso Manscaped commercial. Have you seen it, LZ? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've seen the commercial. And, you know, I, I first of all, I'm happy to see, you know, Alex clean shaven. You know, there were some stretches last season with the hair that I was kind of like, it's, it's time to come to Jesus, brother. It's, 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 it's a wrap. Um, so it's good to see him clean-shaven. I thought the commercial was funny, but I didn't think it was like the greatest of all time. 
Yeah, I got to say, um, if I were producing the commercial, okay, when Caruso takes off from the free throw line and then he finally he reaches the, the hoop and he's holding on with both hands and he's hanging there and he's talking about manscaping and his pits are all hairy. Like me personally, I'd be like, cut, 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 cut. Somebody get one of these manscape machines over here and do his pits. Like, that's the whole at, point. Why, why are you looking at the man's pits? Because it was a manscaping thing. It's a little, little peculiar looking at the man pits. <laughs> I mean, LZ, listen, this manscaping issue is a big deal. Let me tell you something. Guys have an expectation in 2021 that ladies need to be clean, clean, clean. And so I think ladies have a similar expectation of guys that if you have that of us, then we have that of you. That's what I think. Well, I can't speak in terms of the gender split. I'm just still stuck on... There's a whole bunch of stuff to look at, and you're stuck on Alex's uh, pits. Yeah, yeah. I know it does. Yeah, seem man. Weird. I mean, but the but the pits. I mean, with manscaping, I don't. I've never touched my pits. Those are just how they are. LZ, I mean, how about you, man? LZ pits. Issue. Shave the pits. No pits. I don't shave my pits. I don't. I, I don't shave a lot of stuff. You don't clean it oh. up. Mm. You don't. Mm. What? 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 Laura, you got something to say? Look. Yeah. Y'all want us clean? Y'all better be clean. That's I didn't what I'm say, saying. Okay? I, I, girl. Mm, I didn't say saying. I was dirty. See, you, know, you you have mixed up just dirty saying. with clean <laughs> shaven. I didn't say I was dirty. Clean I ain't nasty. Is clean. I ain't nasty. <laughs> I didn't say that. You said clean. The opposite of clean is nasty. I am not nasty. I want you clean. I mean, I, never mind. I'm not going to say that on air. But I do want you clean. Wait, there's clean. I just want to be clear here. And all guys who are listening right now rely on you, Laura, for this insight. Clean is hairless, right? For me? A hundred percent. Yes. I want you clean, clean. If you know what I mean. Clean, clean. No hair. LZ, LZ not clean, clean? I mean, apparently not, because he, he mean, don't clean everything. So, you know, he's not that clean, clean. I, I do not manscape everywhere. I clean everywhere. I don't manscape everywhere. <laughs> I don't like the way you're taking that term clean and just making it broad like that. <laughs> I'm just saying, hairless is clean to me. <laughs> okay. Well, hairless is hairless to me, and clean is clean. Soap, water, washcloth. If you don't have a washcloth, we can't talk. I just want to say that uh, I do know that it might come off as very unusual to some people that I've zoned in on Alex Caruso's armpits. I get it. I understand. It seems it's peculiar. weird. It's peculiar. Yeah, but I do, I do want to say this. I'm thinking like the producer in the commercial. It's about a product that cleans off your unwanted hair, and you got this perfectly shaved head, and you look pretty, you know, pretty good. And then all of a sudden, you go up for the big dunk, and you come, and you're holding on to with both hands. And then there's those hairy pits. That's all I'm saying. That's so okay, I gotta look at this commercial again because I I swear to you, I don't even remember what his pits look like. Well, but don't you remember earlier we were talking to Mike Trudell, and you asked him about George Sedano's pocket square. And right. he was like, I'm so zoned in on the turtleneck, I didn't look at the pits. Everybody else is probably so zoned in on the dunk, you know, that they just didn't look. And they're, but the whole commercial is about manscaping. Now, now, listen, Caruso's got himself a lot of endorsements all of a sudden here. I mean, that is a byproduct of playing for LeBron. You know, that is a pure byproduct of I'm on LeBron's team. I play for the Lakers. We want a title. Who wants a piece of me? He's making some money off the floor. Well, I, I think it's more than just playing with LeBron. Man, I cannot believe you're freaking out over his. I just saw the commercial. He does not have that much hair in those armpits. It's like regular. It's like normal arm hair, mm. armpit hair. It's nothing, you know, I, I was expecting like a fro or something. <laughs> well, LZ, you know, in my former life as a world-class endurance athlete and Ironman triathlete, there have been times where I've gotten rid of it all, LZ. I mean, all of it. That's TMI. Yeah, probably yeah, is. Yeah, it probably is. Yeah. We have any uh, callers? Yes, we have lots of callers. You ready to go? Yes, sir. All right, here we go. Rick in North Hollywood. Sedano, LZ, and Cap on 710 ESPN. Rick, jump in here, man. What's up? Uh, okay, usually, Mr. Grandison, I agree with everything you say. I, I think you're the, probably the most perceptive of everybody on that show and has been. 
but I have to disagree with you about, uh, a little bit about LeBron. You say the best, the best player on the floor. Uh, when LeBron plays over 30 minutes, he's not the best player on the floor. Uh, he, he, not, he threw the ball away twice. He got himself trapped in a corner and double teamed a couple times, which, I mean, I wouldn't even do in high school. Well, I, that is fatigue, brother. Well, it could be fatigue. He says it isn't. Um, he's averaged 32 minutes in the early part of the season. So that's over 30, and he looked pretty phenomenal. Uh, but recently, he's been eclipsing 40. So maybe 40 minutes is the, the number that you're, that you're concerned with, not 30 minutes. Because when he's been playing 30 minutes, he's been fine. But there has been a stretch, you know, starting with some double overtimes and some overtime games where he's eclipsed 40 minutes. And we've talked about that. But, oh, guess what? There's not a lot of players in this league or any league that looks fresh after multiple overtime games. So there's also that. Yeah, and yet, again, um, this expectation that tonight the Lakers on the road where they've been so good against Utah at home, who's been so good, with fans in their building, and LeBron hearing the whispers of everybody saying, you know, three straight losses, four of the last five, is LeBron old and tired? I mean, tonight, I just have this expectation. He goes off. All right, let's grab some more of these calls, LZ. And on the way, Dr. Clapper, the Weekend Warrior Show Saturday mornings here on 710. Dr. Clapper with some opinions about the future of Tiger after all of these kinds of injuries. What can Dr. Clapper tell us? We'll find out next. It's Sedano, LZ, and Cap on 710 ESPN. Yeah, Sedano, LZ, and Cap on a Wednesday evening heading towards Laker pregame. Lakers and Jazz tonight. Slee and Michael Thompson coming up with the pregame show. And a really, really big game tonight. Lakers Huge. have lost three straight, right? I think so. It's big. Anytime you play the best team, or at least the team with the best record in the league, it's, a, it's an important game, especially so at this point. Yeah. So, um, LZ, back to the calls in just a moment. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. What is your expectation tonight for the Lakers? And LZ has really gotten to some people today with this question about, is LeBron still LeBron? And we'll get back to the calls in just one second. But LZ, Dr. Clapper is standing by. There have been medical professionals called from every television network and every sort of sports network and news network because everybody wants the, the opinion of a medical professional about what's going to happen now with Tiger Woods from the Weekend Warrior Show, Saturday morning, 7 a.m., right here on 710. Here's Dr. Clapper. Hi, doctor. Hi, gentlemen. And I want to publicly thank LZ for doing a promo for the Weekend Warrior Show. Thanks so much, LZ, for doing that. And Scott Kaplan, it's really a pleasure to talk to you and, and hear your insight, particularly about the ex-San Diego Chargers. All right, doctor. Good to have you here. So, you know, LZ, yes, and, I, yeah, LZ and I have kind of, frankly, we've, we've sort of, gladly moved on to to lakers and jazz but there is there are question marks about the future of tiger and you know you want the advice of a medical professional so what i'm trying to figure out is with these injuries yes can, can he come back and play golf eventually can he walk 18 holes i mean i i just i wonder about those things because i'm such a huge fan what do you say doctor so there are a few things i want to talk about um certainly the comminuted open fracture of his tibia in plain English, what that means is your tibia, your shin bone, is, is like a pipe, or here's a better clapper vision. It's like a, a straw that you get at McDonald's, a plastic straw. It's a tube, your tibia. And when it's been reported that he has broken the top and the bottom of both the tibia and the fibula, that means the middle is free. It's unstable. And so we use in bones, the long bones, the femur, the tibia, because when you walk, it's like a pogo stick, you actually load those bones. We enjoy putting a rod to literally slide a toothpick, if you will, into the center of the soda straw to line it up. I knew it was trouble for Tiger because of the emergency need for the surgery. And we only do emergency surgeries, really, when the bone is exposed, which it was in this case, or if the joints are dislocated. 
you got to clean this bone up immediately. Otherwise, you do worry about infection. So when you ask me how will he do, I really believe he'll do great with his tibia. Yes, you have to clean it up in antibiotics and, and maybe even more surgery to continue to clean whatever tissue dies. They did a fasciotomy. I'll explain that later. But I ultimately believe the tibia will go on beautifully. The trouble is the ankle and the foot where screws and pins are placed because any time a fracture goes into a joint, we worry about a, a third thing. What are the two things you worry about when the bone breaks? Will it heal and will it heal in the correct position? But when a fracture goes into the joint, then we worry about a very important third element, which is arthritis. And that's going to be the key question. All right. Dr. Right Cl- now, right now, all the reports that I'm seeing is that there's nothing that require immediate medical um, attention in regards to his back, which has had five surgeries, or his neck, which also has had a surgery. Um, does that mean that he's out of the water in terms of any skeletal damage there? Um, it depends how deep you read into it, because, again, it's a good question, LZ. Uh, you don't want to mess around with the bone. Just for the, for the listeners right now, if you're driving, be careful. But I want you to just feel the front of your shin bone. You can feel the tibial crest. You feel your skin. But literally, I'm here to tell you, you are feeling the bone itself. Now, take your hand and feel the back of your leg. There you have the gastroc muscle, the soleus muscle, all the flexor tendons to the foot. It's covered. There's a cushion. But the front, the front of it is just skin on top of the bone. So when that bone is broken and comes through the skin and now has dirt on it, literally from the side of the street, you better clean that stuff up. So it's nice that they're saying, uh, you know, everything's clear to go. But this LZ needs to be watched because you really need to monitor for redness. Will this skin go on to die and you have to debride it or clean it up? It's a big question mark. Dr. Clapper, I am curious. Um, I know you'll be talking about this on Saturday morning, the 10-year anniversary of the Weekend Warrior show presented by Cedar sinai I know you'll talk about this because this will be the thing that people will most want to hear. But before you roll, what happens for Tiger now? Like, what's the rehab look like? How long are we talking about until he can walk again if everything goes well? So when they say that screws and pins have been placed into his foot and ankle, because let's not forget, breaks in the bone occurred there as well. We use screws, we use pins when we're asking the body to perform rotation. So again, here's a clap revision for you. If you're driving, look at the steering wheel. Look at your hand, palms down on the steering wheel. Your forearm is essentially your tibia and your fibula. And when you pronate your hand, which is palms down on the steering wheel, it's like you're looking at your foot, right? And now if you flex and extend your wrist, it's exactly like looking at your foot. The injury, the additional injury he has, is literally at the top of the wrist, those bones inside there. Placing screws and placing pins, not a rod there, is because we must prevent rotation of the fragments of the bone. And that ultimately is going to be the biggest challenge to getting back to golf. And I believe he will. It may take 12 to 18 months, but I believe, because he's Tiger Woods, Never count him out. And tonight's game, never count LeBron James out. Certain people, you don't count out. It's going to be a long, arduous process, but I believe the struggle will be to get that range of motion back in his ankle uh, without pain. But if anybody can do it, it'll be Tiger Woods. See, I'm with you. I mean, to me, it's uh, why does Alex Smith choose to come back and play football again? Because it's in his heart. Why will Tiger Woods come back? Uh, because he was already trying to come back uh, right. prior to this accident. Um, why will LeBron James and the Lakers win tonight? Because that's what great players do Correct. in big moments. Dr. Clapper will listen on Saturday morning. It is a pleasure to be with you. Always a pleasure. Thank you. And I'm really proud of you, Scott Kaplan and LZ. Thank you once again. All right. Much Thank love. You, sir. And Mazel Tov on the 10-year anniversary. My yes, man. sir. Absolutely. LZ, to the phones, let's find out what everybody has to say because we were right in the middle of that conversation. Is LeBron the guy? I mean, is LeBron still LeBron? And and on a night like tonight, this is when we expect LeBron to put everybody on his back. Mike in Palmdale, Sedano, LZ, and Cap here on 710 ESPN. What's going on? What's up, Cap? How you guys doing, LZ? What's up? So I think... uh, 
Yes, sir. I think with uh, tonight, like the great Michael Thompson said, I think it's going to be a statement game for the Jazz, most definitely. Um, so I'm a diehard Laker fan, so I expect the Lakers to win every game. Um, so when they come in tonight, I, I expect LeBron James to get close to a triple-double, if not. And uh, um, but, I, but then again, I won't be surprised if we lose to the Jazz. We're going to be in their home. And you guys say they're going to have fans tonight. So it's going to be a good one, guys, and I'm looking forward to it. I hope you guys watch it, and uh, let's go Lakers. All right. Let's go Lakers indeed. All right, Greg, Pasadena, checking in on Sedano LZ and Cap here on a Wednesday evening, getting ready for Lakers and Jazz tonight. Greg, talk to us. What's up, fellas? Appreciate you for having me on. Uh, as far as the Lakers, I'm a diehard Laker fan, been a Laker fan since I was born. Uh, LeBron is tired. Uh, he's obviously it's visible. He's tired. He's gonna he's gonna say he's not because he's LeBron, and that's what he's supposed to say. But as far as um, tonight's game goes, I think we will lose the game in a close one. It's gonna be a battle. Um, I just don't think we have enough. Um, and I'm I'm a little disappointed in Trez real quick because. I think he should step up a little bit more than he has been doing. I know he played decent the other night, but um, I'm, I need him to play a little bit better while AD is recovering from his injury. And, um, you know, go Lakers. I hope we win, but I just don't see it until we get back um, fully healthy and LeBron gets this all-star break rest. And that's pretty much it, fellas. All right, Greg. All right. Appreciate it. Hey, LZ, let me ask yes, you sir. your opinion on something. You ready? Mm-hmm. So – a couple weeks ago, and we'll, we'll come right back to these calls, but a couple weeks ago when LeBron was asked at a press conference about the All-Star game and he said, I have no energy for the All-Star game, and he said, me and my teammates didn't get a lot of time off in the offseason, um, I think about that if, if what people are saying is accurate, and I still question it, but if LeBron and the Lakers are fatigued, what, there's, there is no All-Star break, LZ. There is no break for LeBron. They ain't fatigued. Quit nope. making excuses. All right, here comes Michael Thompson. Wow. This is wow. fan. Tell them, LZ. These boys not, are in shape. Uh, I, I think both are true. I think they are fatigued, and I think they are in shape. You can't expect the quickest turnaround in NBA history not to have any any ramifications but, on one of the oldest players in the game. But you're forgetting they had three months off before they went to the bubble, so that's a lot of rest. I understand they had three months off. There you go. But they also played more games than anybody else. Everyone else had three months off, too. Yeah. So not, the rest was an advantage for them. That's just what everyone else got. No, they're fine. What, what tires you out in the NBA or what used to tire you out is what you did between games of the extra hard practices. <laughs> and teams don't do that anymore. With guys, uh, they, they give guys a lot of days off from practice. You just go in and shoot. So you get a lot of time to recover. Michael, this is what I think needs to happen. What's that? Until we can make a personnel adjustment, either pick up the you know buyout or AD mm-hmm. comes back, I, I, I honestly believe that Kuz should probably sit down and Montrez should start. Hmm. Yeah, Kuz, Kuz does well coming off the bench. but So Trez would uh, be the big forward. and Yeah, I, that could work, sure. I, I, I like that matchup because Trez is really more effective when he's in a screen and roll yeah. situation with someone who has to rock that it's a legitimate threat to do multiple things. Yeah. And as much as I love Caruso... Um, he's not really that kind of threat off the screen and roll. Not like Schroeder and not like LeBron. Or THT. Or THT, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. I like bringing Trez off the, uh, as a starter and bringing Kuz back off the bench to shake things up and give him a little different dynamic. Yeah, that'll work. I like that, LZ. You should be yeah. on that coaching staff. Yeah. See, LZ's thinking. LZ's yeah. thinking about how do you make adjustments with what you've got. Right. I like that, LZ. Well, well the, the thing is, is that Gasol – isn't giving you a lot offensively. Yeah. You know, so even though he's starting and he's there, you know, there's still so much on LeBron in terms of offense. Yeah. And and Trez is a guy who is really scrappy off the offensive glass. Oh, yeah. You can give him the ball and get out of his way and he can get his own shot in the paint. Exactly. So I I like that he doesn't necessarily need LeBron to set him up per se, Mm -hmm. but – when he does get involved with the screen and roll option of the offense, that there's a triple threat there because of Trez. Yeah, you bet. Him and LeBron will be d- dangerous in a screen and roll because you can't leave LeBron, and if you leave him, Trez has great hands and he finishes well at the rim. Ex- exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, right. uh, 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 text that to uh, Vogel, will you? 
I'm texting him right now. It's <laughs> a really good idea. Hey, Michael, <laughs> stick around. Michael, you want to grab some phone calls with us? Sure. I like to talk to the people. You guys uh, are the anti-Steve Mason. You like the people. Steve yeah, Mason we hates do. the people. All right. Michael Thompson is jumping right in. We're coming right back to your phone calls. Before we hit this break, I want to just tell you about First Five. You know, research shows that a baby's brain grows at amazing speeds, starting from day one in the earliest years are the most important for bonding with your baby. So talk read, sing to your kids every day. And here's one tip for sports fans that you can use to engage with your kids. How about reading storybooks about your favorite sport or who you can even read, you know, the sports section. I mean, maybe you just pull it up on your computer because nobody's holding the paper, are they? Uh, the more words they hear, the more words they're going to know. And for more information, go to first5california.com. Along with LZ Granderson, minus George Sedano, throw in Michael Thompson. Here come your phone calls. It's Sedano, LZ, and Cap on 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Yeah, I don't know what's even more strange and bizarre and weird and creepy. My hang-up on Caruso's armpit hair in the Manscaped commercial or Sedano sending selfies of his turtleneck, LZ. I'm not sure which is creepier. Uh, they're neck and neck right now. <laughs> I would say, neck and neck, pun intended. <laughs> hey, listen, uh, Michael Thompson is here. He's getting yeah. ready for the Laker pregame show coming up with Slee at 530. Uh-huh. And uh, Champagne Nuts, are you ready to take some calls? Champagne and nuts. Champagne oh. and nuts. Not and Champagne nuts. nuts. Champagne oh. and nuts. Oh, He says okay. you're effervescent, my Exactly. Friend. That's me. <laughs> uh, let's take some calls. Here's Lou in Fullerton on 710 ESPN. What's going on, sweet Lou? Hey, I'm telling you, I usually roll with LZ and Cap, but Greg is right on tonight. The Lakers are playing like a G League team, for crying out loud. Uh, I see them as double-digit losers tonight. Um, uh, uh, LeBron, is that they're playing him way too much, uh, and uh, Vogel's partly the waves, because uh, even when AD was there in those three uh, overtime games in a row, he played them right down in the finish, even though they were double-digit uh, leads. I mean, uh, NFL quarterbacks don't play uh, the entire game when they're leading by two touchdowns. They might get injured. That's hmm. all I got to say about that. Yeah, he's got a good point there. A lot of times the Lakers would have a 14 or 15-point lead, guys, with about three or four minutes to go, and LeBron and the starters would still be in the game. I, I can never understand that. But Frank's not the only one guilty of that. A lot of coaches do that now, leave their starters in way too long when the game's been decided. Michael, uh, maybe this is a naive question. Can he pull him out? I mean, if, Le- if LeBron's on the floor, can he? if LeBron wants to stay in, can Frank pull him off yeah, the floor? Yeah, of course. And LeBron is smart enough to understand, look up at the scoreboard, four minutes left, we're up 16. Yeah, it's time to come out. LeBron understands that. But sometimes he's such a competitor, he doesn't say, take me out. He'll just stay out there until the coach decides. I complain about it all the time. I'll say, why is LeBron still in the game? They're up 16 with five, four minutes to go. He should be resting. All right, Michael Thompson getting ready for the pregame tonight with Alan Sliwa at 5.30 at Sedano LZ and Cap here on 710 ESPN. And this is Noah checking in from Studio City. Noah, what's going on? Hey, guys, good show. Listen, um, of course LeBron's tired. They're all tired. Uh, like, L- like LZ said, this is the shortest offseason in the history of any pro sport. So, of course, they're going to go tired. But follow me on this. I think LeBron is making it harder on himself than it needs to be. When his team gets up, what, they were up 17 the other night? Of course, they should be up 17. Washington's not that good of a team, and even the Lakers shorthanded should beat that team. But unfortunately, they get lazy. LeBron comes down throws up a couple bad shots. The rest of the team follows suit, and all of a sudden, they're fighting for their lives. They can't win a game two or three times with this lineup. They just don't have the firepower. So if they're fortunate enough to get ahead, they're not keeping the lead. And a lot of that is on Vogel. He doesn't make adjustments in-game. But I'll tell you what LeBron is doing, and, and, it's, and it's making his life miserable. He, had, he was 2 for 10 from 3 last night. He had, what, 9 turnovers? 
Not to mention a couple times when he gets frustrated because the refs aren't giving him the call when he drives to the basket, so then he'll force a couple more. So that's roughly 20 possessions. Now, this is simple math. That's like 20 possessions that are just empty, dead on arrival, and those are LeBron's. Not to mention the rest of the team stumbling and fumbling around. That's like 30 possessions a game that are just useless and empty. There's no way you're going to win with that formula. And every day, Frank Vogel's like saying the same thing. Oh, yeah, we just got to clean this up. You know, we just got to shoot a little better. Oh, we just got to play a little better. Deep. Yeah, we all know that, but you're not doing it. So who's responsible for that? Somebody tell me why I'm wrong. Oh, man. Well, I'll tell you why you're wrong. Uh, you're wrong in the sense that I believe the players outside of LeBron are getting open looks and they aren't falling down. And there are stretches, regardless of who you are, that happens. It happens with Houston. It's happened with Golden State. There are moments in which a team can't hit, just like there are moments in which you can't miss. There are ebbs and flows to this. Now, in regards to LeBron's three-point shooting, his shooting percentage has dropped a full 10% um, since they were on their last winning streak. He's been shooting a lot of three-pointers. Now, I think it's because, to your point, he might be a little tired or he might be a little lazy. Not lazy. He might be trying to conserve energy. I don't like calling him lazy, but he may be trying to conserve energy, and instead of pounding the rock, taking a physical beating, he's taking an open three, and they're not falling right now. But I don't believe that Frank Vogel's usage of him is to blame I really believe it's a byproduct of this team is just in a rough shooting stretch right now. And we saw that in the bubble. Wide open looks, weren't dropping, and then they corrected it and the shot started to fall. Their offense didn't change. The outcome just did. Hey, Michael, reaction to what I thought was a really great call by Noah. Disagree or agree, bringing a lot of passion, a lot of analysis, and, and some what he called basic math, which is good for me because I, I can't do much more. Michael, what would you think? Yeah, he made a lot of good points. Lakers get big leads and they squander them because they get lazy and sloppy, too many turnovers for a veteran team. So he's right about that. And Frank Vogel maybe is too nice to these guys. He's to call a timeout and ream them the way Pat Riley used to do us, LZ, when we started uh, getting sloppy and careless out there. It's okay to, to get in these guys' faces and let them know to, to wise up. you got to continue to respect your opponent, even though you're up by 15 or 18 points. Don't get lazy and lackadaisical. As Bill Burke used to say, don't take your foot off the pedal. Keep your, keep your foot on the pedal. So uh, a lot of times the Lakers do let up too much and let teams back in. We've that all year long Michael we got 60 seconds to go here really quickly expectation LZ and I both were talking expectations of tonight's game what well, is your expectation here's the danger for Utah no AD no shooter they may take this team lightly even though it's the Lakers and LeBron they may not uh, without AD and shooter out there so the Lakers got to expect that maybe Utah is going to subconsciously let down and I got to expect the Lakers to really be fired up to, for this game tonight knowing that they're going against the best team in the West and uh, they're, they're on a losing streak so their pride's going to kick in tonight and they're going to shock every Everybody and win by six. There you go. Michael's got to win. What do you think winning. about that, LZ? Yeah, LZ, what got, do you think? I, I got them winning. I yep. picked yeah. the Lakers to win. All right. Yep, me too. Bergman, last chance to dance here. I'm sorry. I still got the Jazz. Traitor. Uh. <laughs> I do. I'm sorry. Only, only you would pick a team from Utah called the Jazz. <laughs> <laughs> You're not true. alone. They You're do have alone, Jazz though. clubs there. I checked. Yeah. Hey, uh, Michael, have a great pregame show. Bergman, beautiful job today. Laura, fantastic work. LZ, so much love coming your way. You too, brother. And uh, we are back tomorrow for the full three hours. Here comes the Lakers pregame and then Lakers jazz. Huge game tonight for LZ, for Laura, for Bergman. Here comes the Lakers pregame show. It's Kaplan until tomorrow. Peace.